Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, we are going to be doing my week four waiver wire ads for fantasy football in 2020. In this video, we are going to be touching on multiple players at running back, wide receiver, as well as tight end that I want you guys to pick up for week number four before it may be a little too late because week five, some of these guys may go off again. They may have that big game and you are going to miss out on them if you don't watch all of this video. So before I get into it, I'd like to ask if you do end up enjoying this video to please hit that subscribe button down below because not only is it free, I put out content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship. And real quick, before I get into it as well, I'd like to give you guys a word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com is my favorite place to play daily fantasy football. Now, why is that, Nick? It's because it is the easiest place to play and the simplest. All it is is one player versus another player plus or minus the spread. Now, some games don't have a spread. Other games do have a spread. It's very simple. Which player scores more fantasy points plus or minus the spread? For instance here, we have Ezekiel Elliott versus Nick Chubb. Who scores more fantasy points? Ezekiel Elliott minus three points or Nick Chubb plus three fantasy points? It's so simple that anyone can do it. It's so easy. You guys do all this research to win your weekly matchups in fantasy football. So why not make some additional cash on OverlayDFS.com? Make sure you guys check that out. Link down below in the description. And we are back. Make sure you guys check out OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description. But without further ado, let's get right into it. Week 4, waiver wire ads. We begin with the running backs. Miles Gaskin, first running back on today's docket of the Miami Dolphins. Week 4 is going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, right now, Miles Gaskin is actually running back number 22 on the year in 2020. Miles Gaskin, Carol Gaskin, Carol Baskin, aka, I heard that on the Pat Mayo show a few days ago. That shit was funny as fuck. But Miles Gaskin, Carol Gaskin, again, amazing. This guy is balling out. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, okay? And I understand that the problem with Miles Gaskin is not that Miles Gaskin is just bad or something. The problem is that they have this guy named Jordan Howard. And this fat motherfucker, this huge man, just blows straight through the offensive line, straight to the defensive line, and scores a touchdown every single game. Okay, when they get on the goal line, they will use Jordan Howard. They will feed Jordan Howard on first down, on second down, on third down. They will get to fifth down, and there's no fifth down in football. They'll get that far just to jam Jordan Howard straight into the end zone. Which obviously is not very good for Miles Gaskin because he's not going to be scoring really any touchdowns unless it's coming from like 15 to 10 yards away. I would say unless he busts one obviously for like 50 or something. But if they're in like the five yard line in, it's probably not going to be Miles Gaskin getting the touch to get into the end zone. With that said though, 22 attempts last week, 66 rushing yards up against the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday night. Gaskin is not a one-trick pony, though. He is also involved in the receiving game of the Miami Dolphins. Five targets, five receptions, 29 yards, and 14.5 PPR points. He is a guy that you can rely on on a weekly basis to probably be a running back three for the week. A guy that's going to get 10-plus points on a weekly basis, but has that upside to gain more trust on the team and continue to get more snaps than everyone else on this Miami Dolphins offense. And if Jordan Howard was to go down, this would honestly be the one of the best running back pickups of of the year due to how involved Miles Gaskin would be in that case. Even now, though, still definitely involved in a guy that you can slot in in kind of a tougher situation or in a bye week film because we're approaching bye weeks. It's week four, I believe, week number five. The bye weeks start to come and they don't stop coming. So you got to make sure that you get Miles Gaskin on your team. I really believe he's the best running back ad right there available, at least for a rest of season type of scenario, not if you just need one guy for one week of the season. Here we got Jeff Wilson, who's kind of that one week kind of guy. How much longer does Raheem Mostert miss? 
I don't know, but that's what depends on Jeff Wilson's success in fantasy football. Running back of the San Francisco 49ers, week four, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, last week, up against the New York Football Jets in New York, this guy bent them over, fucked them sideways, blew a load all over the Giants, and sent them home crying. It was sad. Jeff Wilson went to town, running back number 10 on the week. Now, last week, I was all about the Jarek McKinnon train, right? Jarek McKinnon played very well, but Jeff Wilson played better. Jeff Wilson vultured the touchdowns, just like what I said could end up happening for Jarek McKinnon. So this is very good for Jeff Wilson because if Tevin Coleman and if Raheem Mostert are missing more time, this guy could be the best pickup for the next week or two when those guys are gone. 12 rushes last week up against the New York Football Giants for 15 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. In the receiving game, three targets, three receptions, 54 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown, and 21.9 PPR points. This guy went absolutely crazy up against the New York Football Giants defense. And guess who he gets next week? The Philadelphia Eagles. Another sorry-ass defense that Jeff Wilson could run a train on. Now, understand... You're probably watching this. It's Tuesday now. Maybe by later on Tuesday, we'll have a better idea how healthy Raheem Mostert is going to be, as well as how healthy Tevin Coleman are going to be, so you guys can understand their availability going into week number four. I believe Raheem Mostert probably not going to play, but Tevin Coleman may, which could screw over Jeff Wilson a decent amount. Next guy here, Carlos Hyde, running back of the Seattle Seahawks, week number four, going up against the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Now, this ad of Carlos Hyde is really dependent on if Chris Carson is healthy or not. You guys all probably saw it. It was the big game up against the Dallas Cowboys. The fucker on Dallas grabs uh, Chris Carson's leg and then the other guy does a Hulk slam straight onto his ass. It was the dirtiest play I've seen all year. A despicable act by the Dallas Cowboys, but what do you expect from such a shit tier team? So, Chris Carson's health really dependent on if Carlos Hyde can play for your fantasy team because if Chris Carson's in. You don't want anything to do with Carlos Hyde. But if Carson is out, this is definitely a nice week one or two kind of fill-in here. Because Chris Carson, I doubt, plays this week. I just don't know how long he's going to be held out. They have to have an MRI, I believe, that we should know by today as you guys are watching this, how healthy Chris Carson really is. So make sure you guys look out for that. Week number three versus the Dallas Cowboys. Only four rushes, 12 yards, one target, one reception, 11 yards, and 2.3 PPR points. Did this happened early in the game? No. Chris Carson got hurt kind of in the middle-ish of the game, so I think if Carlos Hyde was given kind of the full game workload, we could have really seen him get an increase in carries because they were having to throw the ball a lot due to how back and forth that game was with the Dallas Cowboys. Now they're playing against the Miami Dolphins. Now again, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. I hope the Miami Dolphins win, but in reality, the Seattle Seahawks might hit us with the 6-1-9 Rey Mysterio. They might murder us, okay? They probably will murder us, so they will probably be running a lot in this game, which is going to be very good for Mr. Carlos Hyde, obviously, if Chris Carson is not healthy. Next guy here, Sexy Rexy Burkhead, running back of the New England Patriots. Week 4, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. We got Cam Newton versus Patrick Mahomes, dependent on James White's availability, though. Now, James White's availability has nothing to do with an injury, so there's no way to figure out, actually, if he's going to play Week 4 or not. It had to do with the death of a family member. Very sorry for James White. There's really no way to figure out if James White will play week four. So I don't know. Rex Burkhead, though, went absolutely fucking nutter butter all over the, uh, uh they, they didn't play the New England Patriots, even though that's what I wrote on the screen. They played up against the Las Vegas Raiders, and he finished as running back number two on the week. The guy had six rushes for 49 rushing yards, two total tugs, two tutties on six fucking rushes, 10 targets, seven receptions, 49 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. As long if James White misses another game, I would feel very comfortable thinking Rex Burkhead may actually be a top 
20 running back on the week. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs are definitely a tough matchup. We saw them really lay down the, the hammer onto the... Baltimore Ravens last week on Monday yesterday as you guys are watching this so with that said I think Rex Burkhead's definitely a good ad but you have to understand that if James White is healthy Rex Burkhead in my opinion is pretty much useless or not even that James White's healthy just that James White is okay enough in his mind to play because I'm sure Bill Belichick's not going to rush him back I'm sure he could have as much time as he needs clearly due to something really bad happening in his life. Next guy here to talk about, Naheem Hines, running back of the Indianapolis Colts. Week 4, he gets the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Now, I think this is going to be a prime time like Deion Sanders Naheem Hines game here in Chicago. You want to know why? Because Big Dick Nicholas Foles is going to make this game be a back-and-forth affair. You might be wondering, why if it's a back-and-forth game, is that good for Naheem Hines? Because Naheem Hines is the pass-catching running back. If they are behind in the game, or the game is close, they're going to have to throw. If they're skull-fucking him like they skull-fucked the uh, New York Football Jets last week, then he's not going to be able to do anything because he's not going to get very much usage. Last week up against the Jets, perfect example here. Only had seven rushes, right? 21 rushing yards. But that's not what you want Naheem Hines for. You want it for the receiving game. And he only saw five targets in that game, four receptions, 40 receiving yards, 10.1 PPR points. If they're down against Nick Foles and they're trying to launch the ball and they're trying to work the clock, try to move up the fucking field, trying to score some touchdowns up against nine-inch Nick Foles, they're going to have to be throwing the ball and Naheem Hines will be much further used in that game plan. Naheem Hines, to me, is completely start or sit worthy based upon what I believe the game plan will be of the goddamn game, just like the game plan starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which was one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. Now, I think that Naheem Hines is going to be used in this game. I really do, and I think that this is the perfect scenario for Naheem Hines' bounce back. And I know you might be wondering, Nick, what type of fucking league are you playing in where Naheem Hines is still available? Naheem Hines legitimately got cut week two after those games where he played like absolute shit. And some people may not have even added him going into week three when he put up a kind of okay game last week. So now he's the running back 23 in 2020. Now is the perfect time to snag him up here and put him on your bench when it's a worse matchup. But this is definitely a good matchup week four up against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Now onto the wide receiver section of the video. So, you know, at the beginning of the video, I said if you have enjoyed, you have had a fun time so far to hit that subscribe button, you've made it like nine minutes into the video. If you have enjoyed and you're new, please make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. And if you've been here for a while, hit that like button. Alan Lazard, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers, is my favorite wide receiver ad for the week going up against the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons defense is defeated. It is battered. It is murdered. It is deceased. It is six feet under. It has taken the big dirt nap. I don't know how Dan Quinn made the fucking flight home from Chicago last week. This team is a embarrassment, a tragedy to the NFL, okay? And it's because of the defense being so shit, the coaching being so shit, but who gives a fuck because Alan Lazard is going to go to pound town against the Atlanta Falcons this week. All right, last week up against the New Orleans Saints, Alan Lazard went off. Now, understand Devontae Adams may play in this game, but in my opinion, Alan Lazard is the clear number two on this team. It's not MVS. It's Alan Lazard, and the Lazard King has been balling out this season so far. Wide receiver number 10 on the season in 2020. Week three, though, up against the New Orleans Saints on Sunday night. Eight targets, six receptions, 146 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown, had a rush for negative two yards, 26.4 PPR points. I expect 
another monster game up against the Atlanta Falcons defense. I believe that the Green Bay Packers go in there. They'll probably lose halfway through the game, right? They're going to be getting destroyed by Matt Ryan and friends on offense. And then the team is going to go full shelter mode again and fall asleep at the fucking wheel. And Green Bay Packers, led by Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard, and Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones are going to go to pound town on the Atlanta Falcons. And Alan Lazard's going to put up yet another great game. I love Lazard this week. Next guy here, rookie wide receiver. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver of the Minnesota Vikings. Week 4, going up against the Houston Texans. And that defense, I'm trying to find it. I can't find it because they're not very good anymore. All right? Justin Jefferson, week 3 up against the Tennessee Titans. Note, one of the better defenses in the NFL. Some of the best corner core in the NFL. Wide receiver 2 on the week. First listed start of the season. Because that doesn't mean that he didn't play week one and two. He played, but he wasn't the starting guy on the team, one of the starters. So, Adam Thielen kind of plays bad. Justin Jefferson goes absolutely fucking crazy. Nine targets, seven receptions, 175 yards, and one total touchdown. Now, this is a game that could be back and forth. It's between two, zero, and three teams. The Vikings and the Texans are both sucking absolute wiener right now. They're both down on their knees, doing nothing. One of these teams are going to escape the Metrodome in Houston with a W. Like Jameis Winston, eat a fucking W, right? Justin Jefferson played fantastic last week. I'm not saying you start him this week. I'm not sure if I would be confident enough starting him, but he's definitely a guy that I'm willing to stash, see how well he does this week, and then continue to fire him out there repeatedly. This is a good matchup, though. So this is a matchup I would be willing to start Justin Jefferson in. I just don't want to buy completely in off of one excellent week of production. Next game here, we got Anthony Miller of the Chicago Bears going up against the Indianapolis Colts in week number four. Now, week number three, he got the Atlanta Falcons, and now... Anthony Miller has the better quarterback. He was dealing with garbage-ass kissing titties Mitchell Trubisky. Now, the big man on campus, the big cock on campus, horse cock, Nick Foles, big dick Nick, nine-inch Nick, whatever you want to call him. That's also my name as well. Just kidding. That's a joke. My name is Nick. But Anthony Miller, he has been playing good. Now, week one, played amazing. Week two, goose egg. Didn't do anything. I'm going to blame Mitch Trubisky on this one. Week three, does good with nine-inch Nick Foles, so I'm bought in. I am 100% bought in. I was bought in in the offseason that this guy's good, and I'm bought in again that he's going to be great during the season. So he's a guy you can pick up and is a definitely a guy you can flex in tougher situations here. Week three up against the Falcons, five targets, two receptions, 41 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown, one rushing yards, nine rushing yards, and 13 PPR points. So he obviously didn't put up some exquisite matchups, some exquisite numbers where he absolutely cock-slammed the Atlanta Falcons. No, he didn't do that, but he is a guy that the team is clearly designing plays that he can get open in the end zone or he himself is just getting open in the end zone he's not the wide receiver one of the team obviously Allen Robinson is that guy but Anthony Miller is definitely that nice one-two punch for him I think that Anthony Miller is going to be very good this week up against the Indianapolis Colts Next receiver here, we got Preston Williams, wide receiver of my Miami Dolphins week four going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Preston Williams is a guy that is more of a stash to me. He's not a guy that I want to play this week. I want to see him do it a couple of times in a row because Preston Williams looked like shit the first two games. Now, this is maybe because he tore his ACL last year and he wasn't as accustomed to going full game speed, which I understand. So week four, this is a big game for him to prove it to me that he's going to be good, but he's definitely worthy of a stash. Week three up against the Jags, one tutty, seven yards, two targets, two receptions, 8.7 PPR points. Now you might be saying, oh, one touchdown, that's all he really did. But every week he's been getting looks in the end zone because Ryan Fitzpatrick loves to look for Preston Williams in the end zone. It's just he made a fatal mistake week one up against the New England Patriots, legitimately dropped a touchdown that could have led my Miami Dolphins to win a fucking game. 
obviously that win last week up against the Jaguars. I think this team's going to be fired up to go up against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I don't think you should start him this week. I do think if you want to start someone, you should probably look somewhere else in this video for a wide receiver. But if you want a guy that you can stash on your bench with a lot of upside here, I really do like Preston Williams. Next guy here, third leg, Greg Ward, wide receiver of the Philadelphia Eagles, former AAF god, week number four going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I understand the 49ers may be a scary matchup, but at the end of the day, the 49ers defense is banged up. It is not the defense that it was at the beginning of the year, so Greg Ward could do pretty good considering he is really the only wide receiver out there with Jalen Rager being out as well as Deshaun Jackson. Week three up against the Cincinnati Bengals, I understand much worse of a defense. Wide receiver number 15 on the week. He had eight receptions on 11 targets for 72 receiving yards, and he also had one touchdown in this game. Greg Ward did the exact same bullshit. He's back on his bullshit that he was doing at the end of last season when all of the other Philadelphia Eagles wide receivers ended up passing away. The same shit happened again. Same shit, different day for the Philadelphia Eagles. Greg Ward also one rush for negative six yards for 20.6 PPR points. Now, I don't expect him to be a top 10 wide receiver, top 15 wide receiver, but I do expect him to be a nice upside wide receiver on the week. If you need someone to start, I would definitely look for him over Preston Williams. Next receiver here, James Washington of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Week four going up against the Tennessee Titans. Now, this one is also really dependent on an injury. If Deontay Johnson is fully concussed, which he does have a concussion, but I mean, like, if he's fully concussed where he can't play this week up against the Titans, then I'm willing to start James Washington. If not, I'm not really looking the way of James Washington. Week three up against the Houston Texans after Deontay Johnson exited. The guy was looking very good. Seven targets, five receptions, and only 36 yards for 8.6 PPR points. So I understand those are not amazing numbers, but if Johnson is going to be missing the whole game, this is obviously, he got hurt about, I believe it was in the second quarter of the game last week up against the Texans. So he didn't, James Washington didn't get the whole fucking game to be fired up and be the number two guy there. But I think that if Johnson is to miss time, James Washington is clearly the guy that you would want to pick up for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Final guy here at the wide receiver position, I believe. Psych, just kidding. There's one more. I kind of gave you a bit of a spoiler there. Don't go back and look. Nikhil Harry, wide receiver of the New England Deflatriots. Week four goes up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, this is, again, a guy that I don't feel comfortable starting. He's more of a prove-it kind of guy for me. He has proved it so far that he's pretty good, but week three did not look as good. He looked a bit deflated. Get it? The Patriots deflated against the Las Vegas Raiders. Four targets, two receptions, 34 receiving yards, one rushing attempt for two rushing yards and 5.6 PPR points. I'd like to see him string a couple of games together before he's good to start in my lineup, but he is on one of the best teams in the NFL. He is on a team that in this game could be down and having to pass, so he could be a good start in this game. I'm just not ultra-confident in it. Final wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver of the San Francisco 49ers. Week 4 goes up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Debo Samuel looks like he may end up returning this week, and if he doesn't return this week, I believe week 5 is the date set for him, but I believe he can actually play week 4 since the IR designation is... Uh, you can't play the first three games after you're on the IR. Mr. Ayuk was wide receiver number 13 in New York like he was Odell Beckham last week. Eight targets, five receptions, 70 receiving yards, three rushes, 31 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, and 21.1 PPR points. He's a great start this week. He's a guy that I may end up inside of my like top 30 rankings, honestly, up against the Eagles. Now, I do worry that he could be the guy that Darius Slay lays the pipe down on and locks down in this game, so kind of worrisome. But in the future, I think he could be the nice wide receiver two-piece with Debo Samuel. Obviously worrisome because Nick fucking Mullins is the quarterback. 
Now, will he be the quarterback next week is the question because it seems like Jimmy Guap, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy GQ, Handsome Jimmy would have been able to play last week, but they kind of just sat him down because they're like, you know, we're playing the fucking Giants. Nick Mullins, you go out there, and Nick Mullins just eviscerated them, and Brandon Ayuk looked very good, so I think Brandon Ayuk could definitely be a start this week, but I'd want to look to see what those websites tell you about who's going to be the corner matchup for Ayuk. Is it going to be Ayuk versus Slay? Because in that case, I'm running to the fucking hills. Now onto the tight end position for the video again. And if you guys have ended up enjoying, you're having a great time, you're laughing, you're crying, you're doing all the things you do during a chick flick, make sure you hit that fucking subscribe button. Dalton Schultz, tight end of the Dallas Cowboys, week number four versus the Cleveland Browns. Week three at the Seattle Seahawks played quite well. Six targets, four receptions, 48 receiving yards, and 8.8 PPR points. Week two, though, had a much bigger game. Against the Falcons, I don't expect him to be a guy that is super boom every single week, but he does have a nice floor being on a team that is going to pass the ball so much. In Dallas, final player of the video, tight end, Jimmy G, Jimmy Graham, bald man Jimmy. How the fuck is this guy still in the NFL, and how is he still relevant five years from when he was on the New Orleans Saints? If you guys remember that, that breeze to uh, Jimmy Graham connection was beautiful. Week four versus the Indianapolis Colts. Tight end of the Chicago Bears. Now, week three, played up against the Atlanta Falcons, was tight end number one. Now, the Atlanta Falcons make any fucking tight end look like a god. Look amazing. Look like Travis Kelsey. Matched with Tony Gonzalez. Matched with Rob Gronkowski. Matched with all the great tight ends. Just all put in one. That's what they make them look like. So, I understand that Jimmy Graham played good. But Jimmy Graham, six receptions, nine targets. Very nice for Jimmy Graham, obviously. So Jimmy Graham, I expect to not ball the fuck out against the Colts, but he did score two touchdowns last week, have 60 yards and 24 PPR points. And it seems like nine inch Nick likes to look for the tight end position. So maybe just maybe we have a real high potent offense in Chicago. That's going to be drizzling down fantasy points for your fantasy football team. While nine inch Nick drizzles down, come out of his cock straight onto the Colts defense. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you ended up having a great time, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below because not only do I love you, I want you to hit that subscribe button. I want you to check out OverlayDFS.com and I want you to have a great rest of your goddamn day. So make sure you guys come back later for another banger of a video. I love you all. Good boy!